1: What's up, my friends? My name is Adam McRoberts, and this is the Do Big Things podcast. Um, I have a great guest for you guys today. His name is Michael Lee. He has been on the show before. He was on episode number 70. And if you haven't heard that, I would recommend going back and checking it out. Um, that was about a year ago, and he uh, ran laps up and down Mount Tam in California. And he racked up 200 miles a year ago. And it was an impressive feat. It was a humongous accomplishment. And you better believe he's back a year later. And he upped the ante. And uh, this year did 40 summits of Mount Tam, racking up 320 miles. That is 102,000 vertical feet. And it's the equivalent of 3.5 Mount Everest's. Easy, right? It took him 13 days to do it. Um, it's it's just an incredible journey. I love talking to this guy, and it's interesting talking to him a year later. And it it just seems like uh, he's learned a lot from this journey. It seems like more of a journey inward rather than marching up and down Mount Tam. Uh, but just an incredible story, and uh, I'm glad you guys are here for the ride, and you're going to dig this episode. I promise. I want to give a shout out to sponsors real quick. Exoskin, uh, they make a full range of running apparel or outdoor apparel, I guess. And uh, the stuff is tremendous. It's so good. Their socks, their underwear, their shorts, uh, they make tops. Um, it, it's the most comfortable gear you're going to wear in, in any condition. Um, You can be in this stuff all day long sweating in the rain. There's gonna be no chafing no blisters Um, I can't speak highly enough about exoskin And it's a small company that needs support and um, you should check them out And you can use our discount code Um, It is btc for big things crewing all caps and that's a 10% discount And I highly recommend checking them out and let them know I sent you. Next, we have Athletic Brewing. And I have one right here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Athletic Brewing, Free Wave, Hazy IPA. I am recording this at 2 in the afternoon. What are you doing? Excuse me. What are you doing drinking beer at 2 in the afternoon? Well, this stuff is non-alcoholic. And this is not your granddad's, um, O'Doul's. This is really high quality, um, craft beer and there's no alcohol in it. And like I said, this is an IPA. Oh, oh my gosh. This stuff is so good. I personally don't drink alcohol anymore and, uh, I can drink this, and you know, there's there's really like no temptations or or anything to go back to to real beer. Um, this just uh, takes care of the hankering, and it, uh, it's got a beautiful taste. It tastes exactly like real craft beer, and I absolutely love it. Just yesterday, um, I rode my bike up uh, all the way up to Gold Hill from Boulder, and when I got to the top, I had myself a. Um, athletic brewing beer up there before bombing down this um, super long descent and it's probably the safer way to do it if I would have had a real beer I don't know I probably would have gone over the handlebars or something so I uh, can't recommend this stuff enough this stuff is fantastic and I also have a discount code for these guys it's McRoberts A20 and that is a 20% discount and I highly recommend it Check these guys out. What else we have? Bigger than the trail, another company that I am so happy to be working with. Um, I'm really passionate about what they do. Um, they are a um, they're a nonprofit company that is uh, providing. Um, what do they do? How do I put this into words? They are helping people out you can get three free months of therapy with these guys um so check them out um you know you have to take care of your mental health in order for the rest of your life to fall into place the way you want it to um it's important. It's, it's huge. It's been huge for me. It's been huge for me recently. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I've just been hanging out with, uh, my buddies, the four horsemen, you know, terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair, you know, I had a, I had a rough couple weeks there, but I'm back and I'm feeling great. And I couldn't have done it without bigger than the trail. And, um, the therapy that they're offering now this is uh, professional therapists um, licensed licensed therapists and it's through the better help network so it's all online you can do it through zoom you can do it on your phone you can talk to someone via text if that makes you more comfortable Wh- um, whatever you want to do whatever however you are the most comfortable you can talk to these guys so you don't have to worry about going to a doctor's office the stigma of someone seeing you in a therapy office or I don't know, just the, um, having to go face to face with a therapist and, and shop around for the right therapist. And if you are, if you're with a therapist, you don't like, you know, you have to, I don't know, fire them and then find another therapist. You don't have to do any of that. This is all online and it's just so much easier. So I high, highly recommend checking these guys out. Um, you know, like I said, you got to take care of your mental health. you got to take care of the little things in order to do the big things. Next, we have Alter Ego Running. Um, fantastic company that offers the coolest running hats on the market. Um, everybody needs a good running hat, and these are running hats that you can wear bumming around town as well. I wear mine all the time. Yeah, I wear mine all the time. I wore mine last night. I think I'm wearing it tonight. Um, yeah, alter ego running hats. You got to check these guys out. I have a discount code for you there too. I believe it's 20% off. And the discount code is do big things, all caps. So I think that's pretty much it for sponsors. Um, I am on Patreon. If you would like to support this podcast or you like what you hear and you want to throw a dollar in the hat or $5 in the hat, please. Get on Patreon and um, give us some support. It would mean the world to me. I don't have a ton of Patreon followers and I could use a couple more to be honest with you because this podcast takes a lot of time and effort and I put a lot of work into it for not a lot of payback and that's totally cool with me because I really, really enjoy doing it. But if you want to throw a dollar in the hat, it would mean the world to me. Um, The money goes towards coffee. (laughs) for me to stay awake and to continue doing this stuff and uh it's gonna go to you know better equipment hopefully i can get a a cool youtube podcast going on i mean i'm on youtube now you can watch the zoom version of our heads talking back and forth if if you want to it's kind of weird but um yeah throw a dollar in the hat um it'll go to better equipment and just making this podcast better and it would mean the world to me this podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. Uh, that is a company I started back in 2019. We support ultramarathon runners. We support them through coaching, crewing, and pacing. So, if you're new to ultra running, we can get you coached up for that race that you're looking at. You thinking about your first 50k, 50 miler, or maybe you want to tackle your first 100? We've been there. We know how to do it. I am a USCA certified ultramarathon running coach. So I can get you to the start line healthy, hopefully. That's the goal anyways. And then, maybe you pick a race in Colorado or Utah. We can also come out and crew and pace you at your actual race, run alongside you, remind you when to eat, remind you when to drink, and literally run with you into the finish line. Who does that? Nobody else does that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's... Something I'm excited about, I'm passionate about it, I love doing this stuff, Um, it's just a feather in my cap. This weekend, I'm headed out to Fruta to some races, Um, I don't have any, there's no crewing or pacing or anything going on, but you know what, I just love the sport of ultra marathon, I just love meeting people who are out there getting after it, pushing the boundaries, doing big things. So this is what I do in my spare time, with or without you guys, but You know, if you need some help along the way, um, look us up. There might be something that we have to offer you guys. All right. Um, I'm freestyling this today. I have no notes. That's why uh, it's probably a little scattered. But listen, um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging in here with me. You're going to love this episode. Michael Lee is such an inspiration, such a good guy. His heart and mind are in the right place and the dude just ran over 300 miles so you're not going to want to miss this episode check it out i'll check in i'm going to check in with you guys at the end of the episode so that's it here we go michael lee yeah go michael All right, welcome back to the Do Big Things podcast. Mr. Michael Lee, how you doing, buddy? I am doing good. 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 I talked to you it was about a year ago, I think. And uh you um uh, had this this love affair with Mount Tam that is just fascinating to me because Last year, um, you racked up 200 miles out there, which was a huge achievement, huge accomplishment. I had you on the show. We talked about it for a long time. And this year, you decided to make it even bigger. And you did 40 laps on Mount Tam, which equaled over 300 miles and over 100,000 vertical feet. Yes, sir. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm an ultra runner. You're an ultra runner. Like, I get it. I understand. Like, I, I totally get it, but to people who aren't ultra runners or people who just don't understand this sort of lifestyle, give us a, why, like, just explain like why you came back to, to this same, the same mountain to do an even bigger project.
0: So a couple of things, uh, I mean, Mount Tam has always been special for me. And, and in fact, you know, during this whole endeavor, many people came and took laps with me and, and they've always, they have all asked the questions that man, 40 laps, aren't you sick of it? Like you already done 200 on this and coming back to do 40 more. Right. The answer's always the same. And that is um, the mountain is, it's a very special place as you know, all, we all run on the Hills. We'll, we'll, we'll attest to, but to me, the company, the weather, the the day, the time of the day. Uh, I mean, I'm privileged to see 13 sunrises, mm-hmm. 13 sunsets. I mean, 12 sunsets technically. And and the weather changes when it's a glorious day versus when it's just mad as hell, storming. And but but most of all, like how I feel inside, difference every time when I actually go up go up the mountain mm. and and so all that combination changes and and makes each of the summit unique and, and that's how i actually made it um made the journey so special mm. and, and the other why uh, that often people apart from the fact that yeah it is something that seems impossible is a big task um that 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 in itself has has uh has, you know we can segue into that you know just to just to human mind of, of, you know, pushing your limits and, and that's how you grow, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think in the 200 when I did it last year, there was a moment, I mean, I've done enough hundreds where, you know, I, I get the first 100 miles, I've got it down, I, I have no problem with it. You know, it's really when I first step off the 100 miles in between 100 to wherever the finish is, that was the unknown. Mm-hmm. And, and in that experience uh, last year, it, it turned out um, people came out and, and ran with me 150, 160, 170 miles. And, and the, the most common remarks was, how the hell do you actually look so fresh? And why are you still smiling? And why are you still moving? And, and I was flabbergasted in terms of how I was feeling that, that joy and, and that lightness. And, and so part of the goal of coming back was to lean harder into that, that space, that unknown. And, and I have to say, um, and I get a little emotional talk about that. Sure. That what I thought was going to be the scariest, the most unknown part of this journey turned out to be the most wonderful and the most amazing part of, of the experience. Um, everything that I anticipate it's going to be scary and crazy turn out to be like it just things just worked and and it's a big dose of power of intention you know when you when you set out an intention a goal to go do something and you just kind of let the pieces fall into place Mm -hmm. everything if (laughs) i mean there are things that actually went sort of not what we expected but instead of bucking it Try to fit it to what we wanted, uh, what we had planned it to be. Uh, the moment I ease into it, the the results became more positive. Mm-hmm. It was it was trippy. Wow. Uh, I mean, if that wasn't a a journey both up the mountain as well as an an inward journey, uh, mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you what that is. If I can bottle it, if I can if I can in, empower someone else to experience that it's that that whole discovery man i, I mean i would do that forever <laughs> so there's, there's there's a very long winded why but but that's it, perfect it's hard to turn on just some mate some summa, summarize into one phrase you know what yeah. i mean it, it's such a big experience and i'm still i'm still unpacking i was at yoga last night and and middle of shavasana i i cried ah. <laughs> you well know, i i had waves of, of emotions that actually came back through me and tears just, just poured. Yeah. Well, it was good. It was good.
1: I get it. I've been there. I've had, you know, I've had tears and I've had full on crying Jags after a hundred miles. So this is triple that. So yeah, I can only imagine, man. Um, now, why did you decide to come back? Now I know you love Mount Tam and you've had great experiences out there why did you decide to come back to Mount Tam rather than creating some beautiful 300 mile loop or a, a point to point 300 mile or something like that?
0: One, it's a familiarity. Uh, and two, it was unfinished business. Last year when I actually started 200, uh, the goal was 250. Uh, I had to actually cut short and not, wasn't really cut short. I mean, I, I look at it as, again, one of those things that I surrendered to the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment, And then the biggest takeaway biggest take from a 200 last year was the moment I surrender, the, the moment I let go of trying to force the outcome of the way I expected it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: everything kind of come together. Everything became lighter. And, and it really is a process of relearning that and trying to do more. That's what brought it back. But the 250 last year was originally, the, it, it, all the crew would know, I, had, I showed up day one with a pace chart that was for 250 miles. This is where I'm going to eat, this is where well. I'm going to sleep. Well, that chart lasted about a day. <laughs> uh, and then everything just went out the window. My buddy Bruce and, and the crew now have two phrases that we live by on every extreme ultra. Um, plan for the plan, not working. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Those are the two mantra that we actually live by because you cannot go into anything like this expecting, you know, the plan is going to work. And, and in fact, evolution from last year, March, to another 200 that I did in September to uh, 2021 to here, I see myself evolve in terms of the planning coming into this. Uh, it's a bigger project. I've done less planning. I've done less vigorous, trying to fit myself and cramp myself to do huge mileage blocks. Mm-hmm. But I, I went and did, for example, in training coming into this, I did more cross training. I, I spent five to six days every, every week uh, in 90 minutes, hot, 90 minutes, 90 degrees, hot yoga mm-hmm. to practice the mind, to, to settle the mind when, when it's noisy, right? When I'm uncomfortable, how do I actually get ease of that? Breathe through the exercise, and I, I have some, you know, during the three hundred, there there are issues. My knee was bothering me, and it was radiating, radiating between a two to three most most days. I'm mean, coming into a three hundred with a runner knee. is not exactly the <laughs> the most, you know, easy, easiest thought on the first day, right? Sure. And, and just kind of managing that uncomfortable, un, uncomfortable un, discomfort. And and to know that I cannot let it take over me because the moment I give it attention, it's going to turn around and become a bigger thing. And so to manage that over 13 days, it's to say, I need this to in check. I am aware of it, but not actually let it overpower me so that I can actually carry through the entire journey. Um, I mean, it's... I'm going to, I'm going to take the next three weeks off running and, and, and fell out and let it, let it do its thing to do whatever it needs to do. But that's a process that, that was very much mental. Uh, and, and, and it's a practice of being mindful, um, being in the present. So a, a lot of that was a, a much more internal journey as well as a, a epic, epic journey uh, up on the mountains i mean three and a half evers is what i was going what i was gunning for right right and and it was funny how and and i, I want to give credit because it was one time that i was actually climbing up tam and the very last section is a scramble and you saw that in the video that i sent you the drone footage mm-hmm. that we kind of just scramble up i ran into a local legend uh magdalena boule ah. And and Magda, of course, you know, it's Western States winner, you know, hard rock. And yeah. So, so for her, her reputation precedes her. And then she was the one who actually came up with, uh, introduced me to the term Everesting. And I'm going like, so I actually, after that run, I went back and looked it up and was like, wow, that is so cool. And then oh. this just kind of went into the, the back burner and it never really actually kind of fruition come to until when I, tile 200 in 2020, cancel 2021, cancel. And somebody did a hundred miles on Tam. Yes, that's my gig. That's my first 200. (laughs) And it just, it's one of those things that it call out to you. Right. And and it wasn't something that I was seeking out for. I was looking at a couple of hundred mile rays, 150, but it wasn't exactly a 200. I train it for 200. I want a 200. And so, so when that actually, when that, two things collide, and, and it clicked, it was full steam. Hmm. There was never a doubt. And it was exactly the same thing for the 300. Uh, I mean, literally, a couple months later, after we finished the 200, I already talked about either 300 or a last person standing, right? Just keep going up until, you know, whoever actually say, I'm done. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I tap. <laughs> right, right. But that would be kind of cool. Right. You know, totally.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Um, and as cool as it is, this journey that you did this big adventure, I am personally more interested in the internal journey that you were on throughout this whole thing. Um, and in your preparation for this, you mentioned going to hot yoga, spending 90 minutes in a in a hot yoga studio. That's no joke. And that takes a lot of getting used to. I've done that. Um, what other things do you, did you do to prepare yourself mentally for this? And, and you also mentioned being scared of, uh, some things in this, in this 300, uh, miler, what are some of the big things you were scared of in the beginning?
0: Sure. Um, so cross-training a lot, uh, I did uh, a lot of weight and and, um, core training. Um, And and so, you know, somebody actually asked me that. How do you train for a 300? (laughs) You don't. You can't. (laughs) Precisely. Precisely, right? You can't go out and do a 300 to train for a 300. You can't even go out and do, I mean, granted, I did a a 200 in September. And then I kind of taper off after that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I crewed a couple of uh, uh, Bruce at, at Moab um uh after that in october ran quad Dipsy in in november and then my december it's it was a december month was just off it was basically after a really busy 2021 i took december off and then it kind of really ran back up in january knowing that march was my my goal date but i didn't put in crazy miles and and, and adam i i gotta say i mean as much as as crazy of a, of a, of a, of a feat, this was, was, I'm not, I'm not the elite runner. I'm not the professional athletes. I don't have a, a personal trainer. It's me, right. I am coaching myself. I am, I'm gauging by feel of how my body is responding. Um, you know, and, and, and really I, 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 you know, I, I had the privilege of having Dean Carnassus um, uh, pacing me to final lab. Yeah. We were talking. I said, dude, I'm just an average Joe back of the packer trying to do something crazy. And he goes, dude, no no average Joe goes up 40 times and <laughs> trying to do these numbers, right? But but the point is you can be, right? It, it, it doesn't have to be a 300. Whatever your impossible would be, anybody have that wall, have that limit. And, and the goal is, and the, the point here is that you can actually whatever you feel is impossible you can actually tap up to it and it always look impossible because you've never done it before and until it's done it is possible right back to your story back to your question about the um the scariest part well i know i've done a couple of 200s i like crew enough 200s i know what that looks like and in fact a couple of my buddies uh said paul de la and and my, my, I crewed him at, I crew and paced him at Western States last year. Um, Bruce Nguyen, which is, you know, my Ryan died for all my, all his 200s. And, you know, we do a lot of crazy stuff together over the course of the last couple of years. And both guys said to me, he goes, hey, when do you want me? And, and I said, look, I don't need you guys to show up until after 200. The first 200, I got it. Well, I, I don't, it, it's crazy, right? Even just to utter that statement. Right. Like, I, I said, I got the first 200. What I need, uh, where I, where is the unknown for me, is 200 and beyond. Like mm-hmm. if you do the math, I mean, if you look at my Strava, it came out to be like 385 miles. That's with some GPS drift error of the, of the device because when you're idling and it's still tracking and satellite's moving, yada, yada, yada. But if you do the hard math, it's eight miles a lap, 40 laps is 320 miles. Okay. So even after 200, it's still 120. That's another hundo and some right. beyond. And then not, not counting the vert on top yeah. of that, right? <laughs> um, cumulative vert and cumulative fatigue and so on and so forth. So, so a couple of things I put into play, um, I did the math as to, okay, if I just do moving time, it'll be about... Six seven days. That is is non-stop, no break. Just keep going. If you just go back to back to back to back. But the reality is that you know, and 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 any any two hundred miler will know that you need to sleep. Mm-hmm. And and what I found, what I learned from the first two hundred in March and the one in in September, is that when I actually give my body rest, it made a huge difference. So I'll give you some examples. First two hundred about six hours over five days right and this is typically when you go to like a an ultra like a 200 mile like a tile 200 or bigfoot where you have to sleep on the trail along the way and then you just kind of roll with it right very sleep deprived and you get hallucination and i definitely got hallucinated in in the first 200 second 200 which is our own oh, fat ass tile 200 2021 20, got canceled so we just say so can said yeah if you Meet the requirements due to vert, due to miles, due to time, we'll give you the buckle. So we did it. We roll our own. But the one change that I was able to do this time was the fact that um, I was really in peak condition coming in, uh, all the pacing and crewing leading up to September, I was in top shape. I mean, I did 50 miles on almost 12,000 12, feet of, of vert, just like, you know. Like I didn't ran at all. I was no (laughs) poles, and and it was my backyard. It was around Marin Headlands, so it was beautiful. I loved it. I had so much fun. And I slept for five hours day four, night four, the fourth night. Just slept. I just uh, I cranked out all day on day four, and then day that night I'm just like you know I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. Five hours. Five hours. I woke up the next morning like a new person. Mm. and ability to be able to move day five on the 200 mile race doing nine and a half minute pace Mm -hmm. just unheard of i mean just Mm -hmm. like the legs are fresh and so that kind of clicked one of the magic formula right it's like sleep makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. in how quickly your body recovers and so i'm unfortunately when i back in the days when i used to do a lot of traveling for work um i'm a really good power napper so to be able to just turn on and say, "All right, I gotta to go, sh- shut the mind and take some deep breaths and then fall asleep." Mm-hmm. I'm really good at that, and so be able to turn on to get concentrated restoration sleep was a huge part of the of this this exercise. I told I also know going into the into the project, I have to figure out the the moving time. Well, I need sleep time, so I actually ballpark it, it could be about ten days what's gonna be the original goal. So you'll see some orig- original day was 17 through the 26th. Well, we didn't finish till the 29th, three extra days. And so I had planned for that in that, um, and, and please do let me come back to the, remind me of this, to tell you the story, how we actually got the base camp where we actually did, because that is a divine invention of the universe. Uh, <laughs> it is one of those stories that you set your intention Mm-hmm. And the universe came to your, can't come back to you with better offer, and you just gotta, you just gotta be willing to open and listen and to accept. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this sound like a f- total like frou frou, you know. Hippie. I love, uh,
1: I love the woo.
0: It's okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. But 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 I, I, it's one of these things that when you experience through it firsthand you really can deny it and you, you have to actually speak to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the more you are willing to receive that, the more you're going to see those things lighten up in your, in your life. Totally. And so one of the things that I, I did was I, I plan it for, I, I asked when we set up this arrangements, I asked for two weeks of the space that it's 400 feet from the start and finish 400 feet. So we can actually roll down the Hill, get to the start, and When we finish, we actually had a party at at, at, at base camp, champagne, and and, and all, and, right. and came by. So it's awesome. But I've planned it for two weeks to give myself the latitude that any event after 10 days, and really about day seven, day day eight, this is my planner mode, right? You know, any event that you know, by, by the time I get to, to ha- get past halfway, that my legs are not turning over as quickly, I'm not able to turn on crank out four four laps a day that I need to spill over a few more days. I have, I'm, I'm not actually forced to have to get out of my base camp, right? My base camp have two weeks. So I have four more days above beyond what I've allotted for. So that's good to have that room. Okay. And we use 13 out of yep. the 14. So things work, worked okay. out. Well. The, the boys showed up and I said, and and I, I mean, they showed up for me big time. I mean, these guys One guy lived in San Jose, which is two hours drive, Sacramento, two hour drive, Oakland. They all go home. They will come and they go home at after the last lap with me, which is midnight. Drive home for a few hours so they can attend to the family and be back for sunrise. (laughs) Where do you sleep? Right. So, right. Bruce Nguyen. that Paul and norm thank you i mean there's so many other people that actually showed and and that's another incredible part and you ask like what was the unknown you know i thought the 300 that the 200 to 300 x would be the unknown would be the scary part would be where i actually get to be grinding up the hill and you know like everything hurts nothing hurt (laughs) my last five lab was the fastest Five fastest laps of the 40. Wow. I have people that actually, you know, and, and again, from the get-go, it was never going to be a, a FKT experience where, and again, everybody do their thing, right? My thing was never to be, hey, this is my FKT and I have a very small crew. I want this to be an inclusive experience. So in fact, about three weeks before the event, I've actually put out a post to uh, on Facebook and basically say, hey, guys, I know over the last five, six years, I've taken a lot of you guys up to TAM before. And if you have actually gone up with me, and it was your first experience, and I've taken a photo of you, please post it back into this thread. And, and it was just overwhelming, right? People just go, oh, I remember. And it was so, you know, thank you. It was such mm-hmm. a good experience. So that kind of sort of acted as a uh, um, a starter of the whole whole effort, whole initiative, whole movement. And then I opened her up. Uh, basically, I was scheduling for four laps a day. And so I basically opened up sign-up sheets. People can sign up to do a lab with me. And uh, out of the 40 laps, it was only one lap that I went up by myself. Wow. Every lap I have, somebody showed up Somebody, some people showed drove two and a half hours just to run a lab with me and drive two and a half hours home afterwards in rush hour. Um, so, so that it's it it's it made what was the unknown part much more friendly, if you will. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and when you have a room full of people looking back at you and, and they are excited you feed off that energy and that gives you even more. uh, And they believe, I mean, yes, I believe that this was possible. It it was one of those things from the very get-go that I have to believe, but to have see a room full that I have now converted a bunch of strangers to believe in this odyssey ride and, and that they actually see, can see the finish. It was, it was, we, it was very impromptu. We had a railing uh, in front of our, our apartment. Um, and then we just decided that we have these numbers that I actually take up to the top every time I I, I tap the door and I take a photo, my my signature photo on top of Tam. Um, and when we come back, I would hand them to crew chief, my crew chief, candle Young, and he would, I bag him and he tag him. That's our saying, right? And so as we start seeing that, railing grow it was it was both surreal and it's one of these things that it, it really is happening i mean and it's slowly right and some days three laps and and we never you know I, you know i i there's one night that i came back on a lap four, and i think it was like day five or something like that i was just fried right to the point that like i would just and literally, I and you know we had one of the one of the many things that in our arsenal was bone broth, and I had a instant pot of bone broth, and I said, "Chief, you need to get me one of those." And literally, you can see the, diff, the life came back into me after I drank that. Okay, I, I just like my face just kind of okay. I can go take a shower, come back and eat, and we can go to bed. Yeah. But but was things like that. I mean, there. Are, I mean, uh, uh, not everything is you know. Roses and and sunshine right there are, but there were never really like dark moments, I don't want to do this, never, ever, you know, like this is hurting so much I can, I can, I can't even fathom climbing, none, I I mean, and I don't want to try to make it sound like this is like, you know, some kind of home uh, experience, It, it, it was tough, but, but it was amazing. You know, if if only we had cameras and people can actually live it and see the inside of it, we try to take, a, take as much of a documentary, but photos doesn't justify the, the true experience itself. Right. So, right. But, but, but the darkest part was what I thought was be 200 to whenever finished, turn up to be the, to be the most amazing part of the journey. Mm. Everybody showed up. I mean, they're, talk about like universe provides, right? So we had... Day one, lap one. Had four people signed up for the sunrise around five a.m. So you know you figured the first day we we stay overnight the night before. So crew chief and I was the only two person there, and and then I have one of my crew, Norman um, and Kendall. Norman Kendall was actually there from the very beginning back in 2019 when I decided that hey. Uh, there was an event called Jam on Tam. And so I decided that, hey, I challenged the RD. Can I actually do, instead of the, the fastest, can I do the mostest in one day? And that was how it all started. And Kendall and Norman were the two original friend that actually decided to come and support me out of their tailgate, out of their trunk. And they slept in a car while I go up. You know, back in the days, we didn't, you know, I'm kind of asking them like, why didn't you guys come run with me while I was going up and down. You could have paced me, right? They, you know, whatever the reason, but you know, it came. Fast forward to this time, lab one, day one, the other three people that actually registered for the, for the um, first lab, all flaked. They all no-showed, right? And Norman was a last minute, he goes, hey, do you think I can come? And so serendipity, right? The first lab was my crew chief, Kendall and Norman the original guys that actually back in 2009 they flanked me up the hill for the first wow day. wow you know, how, how special was that
1: this right? is as full circle as it gets
0: right Dude, <laughs> I, I mean so many little things along the way that you see like that that if you don't call out to it and and me you can, I couldn't plan it right I couldn't plan it I couldn't plan it and then you know and 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 then to the point where after you know kendall did two laps with me this is with a herniated disc right you know it's just not really feeling it but he goes once i'm moving i'm good and by the end of the day first day he goes look i can't go back up anymore and so every single door tap i was doing it for him
2: mm-hmm.
0: right I, I tell him and i say it now and i say it again i said every door tap has his handprint next to mine, behind mine when we tap the door.
1: Mm.
0: So, (laughs) sorry.
1: You're good, man. Dude, I get it. Yeah. I mean, just you almost sound like a different person than the person I talked to last year. (laughs) You sound more grateful, more enlightened, more humble. It it just feels it. Like, I feel the journey you've been on and I can feel that sure it was a a journey of the body, but it was a very, very internal journey. And like we said, this has come full circle right now and looking at you and talking to you right now, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that if you were to walk in front of a bus accidentally tomorrow and die, you would die a happy man. Like your life is pretty much complete.
0: Yeah, You know, no, you know, and, and again, it's it's gratitude is one of these things that you, you 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 need to appreciate the people that actually were there for you, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, I mean, it showed up in so many fashion. Um, there are people that actually couldn't be there. Every morning I wake up, my 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 phone is filled already with texts, messages. You're doing great. We're People are watching you. You're inspiring us. And you know, I'm not a, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional, like this is the first time is a very grassroots organic experience that I'm actually putting together. Just me and a, a guy want to go run up a mountain. That's it, <laughs> right? And and then having all of this support and people rally behind it, behind and, and what's the most craziest thing is. Here I am putting out the sign-up sheet, right? Asking people to come pace me. To me, it's me asking a favor, right. right? It's just like no different than you have a race. You ask for pacers to come mm-hmm. pace. Yes, I'm sharing, you know, I, you know, I'm going to be doing this. I'm sharing this experience. But everybody comes back after the end of the loop would thank me for actually being able to be part of this journey and experience. <laughs> I was like are you thanking me i'm the one should be thanking you right. for being here and you know coming all this way sometimes they 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 come and a certain time that the designated time i'm still napping and 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 so we delayed it a little bit never and i always come out and say i'm so sorry to keep you guys waiting and nobody have everybody's going like dude you're doing crazy shit here so yeah. don't apologize we're good and and just that community support um it's so funny i i I went this so the rate that our event finished on tuesday um one of my crew my crew chief um candle his wife cindy was was instrumental she did 10 laps with me wow she went up 10 times right um and she was training for ar 50 american river 50 miles which was the following. So we finished on Tuesday, the following Saturday was her 50 mile. And I've trained her since uh, she's, you know, back in COVID days, 2020, I trained her through her first marathon, her first 50 K. And then we brought her to now her first 50 miles.
2: Mm.
0: And so the table turned, you know, she took amazing care. I mean, Oh my God, I, I, I love her and I hate her. I love her because she took every, I mean, I don't have to say what I want. She knew exactly what I want to eat. Um, You know, little things like, you know, my shirt needs um, whatever. And she took care of that. Uh, But I hate her because, sorry, hate me. She ruined me. How's that? It's a better word. The food was so freaking amazing. I can't think of myself going to another regular race event and it's (laughs) thinking like, you know, doing beef wrap or a quesadillas like look, like this is not how you do ultra this is like if you want to be- <laughs> we were eating like, like pork chops we were eating like like real good like protein salmon pasta mashed potatoes tons of greens oh talk about greens i mean my body went through like a a 4 day of like what the heck is happening right i mean I, I knowing coming into this having done this enough times i brought four pounds of greens pre pre-cooked stocky levy greens and i'm sorry this is running show so i can talk uh, you know bowel movement if we need to four days before i took my first first outgoing four days exactly so and I was eating greens all, every day to make sure that I was staying regular, and it wasn't coming out. It was just mm-hmm. basically the body. It's kind of like, what is happening? We have we're not doing. We've been doing eighteen hours a day of major caloric burn, mm-hmm. and it just kind of in this tightened state, right? And finally, just decided, all right, after four days, you're not stopping. So somebody have to change, and they just kind of like gave in. And once we once that happened. It was like the the amount of food. I mean, it was so optimal. My pee was completely clear. It wasn't like, you know, so I was hydrating basically a liter, two flasks, four hours. I finished at eight miles. So normally I do one 500 milliliter flask for every six miles. So I'm drinking double of that over the course of eight miles because of the exertion and and what have you. And whether it's sunrise, day, night, Mm. always same amount of volume. Uh, we were doing salt every hour on the hour. And then later on, we switched. I stopped taking salt. and I just switched to Pedialyte. And that was actually my electrolyte influx uh, throughout. So that one bottle of water, one bottle of electrolyte, boom. And I was able to turn on dial down my meals to basically, I eat an apple or some fruit at the top of the hill, come back. I had have, have a regular meal. And, and no process stuff and huge, huge change. I mean, yeah, I, I understand that those are probably a parameter. It's not something that you can actually realistically do at a real ultra, right, real 200. But if you have that option or you have at least some way to mix in that kind of combination, real food, proper hydration, um, and just nutritious real food, can make a huge difference in terms of your body recovery, uh, and BCAA, uh, uh, I was taking those uh, as a dial up. So meaning that I would start it in the beginning, it was two a day, two in the morning, two at night to the end of the exercise, we we're doing four, four in the morning, four in the afternoon, four in four at night. fortnight okay. so to so give the body, the muscles as much as the recovery as mm. possible. That was huge. That's to a good idea where, to the point where, 200 last year, every, every lap I go up, I did 21 laps. Every lap that I had, I had to get my, uh, my legs had to be rolled out using rollers. This time after day three, I, I put the rollers away and we never actually used it. Wow. It, it was incredible. Like to feel like it was just the body eventually after like six, seven days, it just optimized. Yeah. My heart rate climbing the steepest part of the 34% gray. There's about three quarters of a mile in the middle Um, we just, the golly, I call it, it's called on the trail called Tamalpa. It's the steepest part. My heart rate was never lower than 96 to 110. You know, and then I've got people coming in, you know, throughout and because they are on their lap one, right. Mm -hmm. I'm on a lap X Mm -hmm. and I'm stick stationary within that number, that range, and it never gone higher or lower. And it would just, just steady. Right, so three and a half hours is t- typical. An hour and a half is typical. Like an hour, and between an hour twenty minutes to an hour and a half is the ascent, and then the, the rest is the, the the descent. So, I took I took my time, but you'll see in you know my Facebook, there's numerous videos that people actually are running with me and they're filming. It's like this guy is two hundred or three hundred miles in and he's still running. <laughs> and I'm not running. Like like shuffling, I was doing like, you know, good 12 minute pace on uh, on a very runnable surface and for like two, three miles at a go. Uh, it, it, and I'm not bragging, please. It's not a brag. It, it's just the body feel good. And, and I, I, I truly believe, especially in a, that long of a distance, when you feel it, when you feel good, take advantage of it, right? Yeah, no if kidding. Don't feel it when it's hot, what, whatever the condition is, or your body feel like crap, At the moment, just walk, Mm -hmm. just walk. Mm -hmm. But when you feel good, run, you know, take as much as fast, as much as you can and close that gap. Somebody actually said to me afterwards and I didn't realize that I even actually said that. It was at the 20th summit. Um, I I took the photo and I, I had the video and I said, we're now at 20, halfway. We start counting down from here. And, and somebody actually commented on that. You didn't say there's 20 more. You say you're counting down. So it's it just, it just how you frame it, right? How your mind look at the problem. Do you see it's still an uphill battle? Or you see just like how every summit has a top and you have to come back down? Well, that's 20 right there. And then mm-hmm. now we're climbing down the rest of the way, right? The hardest part is already over. Um, so if you keep shifting that, that frame of mind, it makes the impossible more possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you guys just have it completely dialed (laughs) just based on your experience from the last couple of years. And I'm interested in all the tricks so far. You've mentioned the uh, branch chain amino acids, the bone broth, Last year, I remember you mentioning the compression boots, and you said yeah, that was a game changer.
0: We're using them. Yep. Every, so, time I to, every time I go to sleep, if I lay down for half an hour or however long, uh, I go into them. Um, Elevated Lakes is actually the brand I use, but you know they're compression boots. Yep. Um, But uh, when I go to sleep, I take a shower. And, you know, my feet. Oh my God! I mean, I have one tiny little blister day three or four, in I popped it. Never. Not a single blister, nothing.
1: And so what were you doing to your feet to take care of them?
0: I didn't even loop them. I didn't <laughs> even loop them. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the the one blister that I had, once I popped them, I, t- I taped them. That tape never come off until the end of the, 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 tr- the 13 days.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I take my socks off. I take my shoes off every time I come back to the house. So at the end of the lab, take everything off. I don't necessarily wash them or anything like that, but I... I let them breathe, and 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 my dad was asking me like, "You look at my feet." He goes like, "How oh, you don't have any kind of like blister or like it looks like you didn't run." Yeah. And I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm not really prone to blisters to begin with. Uh, in Gingy socks, uh, I had two pair of brand new shoes. I had a pair of uh, Ultra Olympus mm-hmm. uh, to start off, and and I intended to. And then I had the uh, a new pair of Mont Blanc Ultra as well. Oh, yeah. They, they were super, super cushy. And I deliberately saved the Mont Blanc for um, 200 miles and beyond. So literally when I hit 200 miles, I put the ultras away and then switched to Mont Blanc for the last 120. It's, it's, think about what I just said, right? You know, another 120 miles on a brand new pair of shoes. That's like a race by itself for most people. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember distinctly at the one, the night that we finished um, the last lap, and it was lap 30 and i am sitting in front of the railing with one all the way through 20 with my foot on the on the rail when i just came back in 10 more right the number was 10 more but then i'm thinking like that's still 80 miles that's still <laughs> 80 miles right that's still 80 miles and when you think about it it's like 20 20 it's 25,000 feet of, of 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 vert still you know just just and NF- that's I think one of the what what this chasing this bigger number started from when I actually finished the 200 last year, I didn't even actually think until I look at the vert, it's like, holy crap, I did 57,000 feet of of vert. How did that work? I didn't feel that. And then you kind of, and so when we did the second um, fat ass 200 in September, I was really gunning for it. Our requirement was 34,000. That's what Tau 200 was. And, and I have actually mapped it a, a route, a 50-mile route, that is 12,000 feet of gain. That means four of those is going to be 48,000. My buddy Bruce was going, like, why the hell are we climbing more, right? Because I said, well, you know, we've done that before. So we end up doing like hill repeats. We compromise, right? And again, that was one of the things that not stuck to what I, my expectation, you know, that was the plan, plan change evolved during the course of the of, of the event flow with it mm-hmm. right just ease into it and that's one of my that's what my partner wanted to do we did it but this time it was just me it was just me as my chessboard right and and i have the luxury of not based on some and again it's my chessboard it's not i sign up for a race if i sign up for a race i hear i hear to the rules of the rd right the race mm-hmm but in this case i get to set the rules right so the rules was i'd want i want 40 laps i want three and a half evers and whatever the vert happens to be that's my rule right and if i need to throw more time at it okay be okay with that and so that it, it came a point one one night um it was i can't remember what lap though i think 36 or 35 or whatever um, and I was with, we we're going up the hill in the middle of the day and it was stormy and it was, it st- the storm was coming and, and it was going to hit at 7.00 PM that night. And that would have been our time to go out for the night lap. Hmm. And, and I was already actually looking at this as like,
2: and,
0: and I'm really more so looking at the group that was with me at the time on that loop. And I'm thinking like, these people came out to support me. I don't want to take them up the hill in the storm and, in, and risk and danger of their safety. Right. And so, and we have, during last year in March, we did actually run into a storm and it was only three of us and, you know, it got ugly. And so it, it was kind of like, it's kind of like maybe how the universe is like, hey, here's a test again. Mm-hmm. Then you with the exact same scenario. What would you do different this time? Did you learn, right? And it was funny because I got back to the bottom and to the house and I said to Chief and the, the rest of the crew say, hey, I think we should sit out tonight. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, my council had already decided that they weren't going to go out and they were trying <laughs> to convince me how they were actually going to pitch to me that we're not going to go out and how we actually got to work the rest of the loop. And they were just like a sigh of relief that I, I came to the same conclusion on my own. How is that not a lesson?
1: Serendipity again,
0: (laughs) right? Serendipity. I have to go into the story about uh, how we found a place because it's a good story. Yeah, please. So,
1: so last year you stayed in an RV near the bottom,
0: right? thank Thank you for, 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 reminding that, for, for, uh, touching, catching us back to that. So we had Bruce as a 31 footer trailer RV that we hauled up to Mill Valley Nice neighborhood, you know, very expensive, yada, yada, yada. And so we parked in a nook, like a sort of like a pull out corner in the middle of, uh, of the residential area. And when we showed up, you know, the neighbor literally across the street was like, hey, are they parking that thing there? And again, it's 2021, just post COVID. So a lot of, you know, uh, squatters people actually just homeless and they just take the rv and just go park somewhere nice and then that's become and then all of a sudden become an eyesore in the neighborhood i mean right. we, we all experienced that shit, especially around the bay area here so they came out they talked to us and kendall my crew chief at the time had actually you know hey put on the sugar and sweets and and they once they realized what we were doing they were super they were amazing they were like can we get you power can we get you water Mm. And they brought out cookies, fresh baked cookies. And the same people when I actually went back to uh, email them that before this 300, and they saw us going up, when well, we come back down the hill in front of the house was a chair with a big bag of cookies for for the Mount Tam 300 people. It's like, and then the same story back last year, there's also neighbors that actually go up and down and see us that have been parked there for like three, four days three days, and then decided to call the cops, right? So the cops came and saying, hey, you know, yes, there's no sign to say hey, you can't park here, but now that we have a complaint, I had to give you a 24-hour notification, and you have to move in the end of 24 hours, which is fortunate because that was day three. So we actually get to stay till day four, and a day four, and we finish day five. So we just move it the last day down the hill, and we're able to finish mm. down. bottom.
1: No, no sweat.
0: So fast forward to beginning of this year, and again, intention, right? The power of intention. We went out. Um, Kendall and I went up and did the sunrise run, and we went to some of the neighbors that were friendly to us. And one of the one of the one of the, the neighbors is uh, Hillary, and she has a huge driveway. So we even like kind of snuck in there and just kind of measure, and yeah, we could totally dock the. The the trailer in here unhitch and I'll pay her like something maybe trying to get uh, like you know use the bathroom or parking just rental for the for the space and their their car can still get around all great down back the hill the end of the run Kendall was changing out of his trunk and I'm across the street and then we heard a voice goes hey you know it's a five hundred dollar parking ticket to park there if you don't live around here right. And Kendall, I call him Reverend Kendall because he was just about to turn around and say, "Look, hey." He turned around, eyes met. It was his buddy for 25 years. They used to race. They used to race uh, by, uh, uh, mountain bikes, and and all over Europe, all over U.S. And they used to party like rock stars. Dave Mackey is his name. And so Dave kind of like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Right? Just ran right up to Tam, my friend over there you know he did the 200 last year he, and dave looked at me he goes oh i know him he's always here and and cut to the cut to the lot the chase was like well we were just up there looking for a, a place for his 300 that he's thinking of doing this year he goes 300 When are you doing that he goes march april time frame i said he goes well i usually go to switzerland to ski for a couple of weeks around march you can use my use my apartment if you want that's how it came together. Wow! About serendipity of the power of intention. The, yeah. the morning we went out and looked for a spot to be our base camp, a better version of the base camp. We now have a full kitchen, a house, a bed, a and a cat <laughs> and a cat, Lila, that we had to take care of uh, while he was gone. Right? Yeah. And and um and four hundred feet from the start and and finish, and mm-hmm. a, and a central hub where people can come in, and actually meet up, and, and NBC Bay Area News became part of the, came got wind of the story, and then they came in, and took a personal interest, I mean, um, Gavin Thomas is the, the reporter, he came and did a story, he spent an hour with me, talk, kind of get a little bit of the background, I send you some of the clips of that, mm-hmm. but what surprised me, and he was, like, Tuesday, when I was, when we finally figure out what the finish time was going to be, Gavin was supposed to be uh, anchoring the news desk that night, but he decided that this was a better story. So he actually swapped the anchoring chore and surprised me at the top of Tam when I actually hit my 40th lap. No way. So I showed up and there was a guy with a camera and that was him. And I'm like, I, and so when you see the clip, and when I say, I totally didn't expect you to be here, that was a genuine surprise. Yeah. And then he met me down at the bottom of the hill to see me finish. And, 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 then, and then actually put that live on the 5 o'clock news on Tuesday night. Wow. And then another piece of serendipity that actually was completely unintended to get that. that, But it was a segment that called Bay Area Proud. And so that was, that was a, a story that just kind of went, went on its own. Wow.
1: You seem to me like some sort of a manifesting generator. <laughs> like you should have gone straight from the finish line to a gas station to buy a Powerball ticket, man. I think that you would have won. <laughs> I already
0: won. I already won. Totally. I already won.
1: Totally. Totally. That's so cool, man. Um, do me a favor, Michael, and and because you've mentioned that you're an average runner, uh, a middle of the pack, a back of the pack runner um, indulge me if you wouldn't mind. And like, just so that listeners can kind of understand, like give us, I don't know, like a 10 K time or a hundred mile time or a marathon time, just so that people can kind of get an idea of like how average you really are. or If you are average
0: real Lago, my first hundred mile. Hmm. Right. And it was, uh, 20, 2015, three hours time limit, 29 and a half hours okay i am no doesn't get any more back in the pack than that right yeah i you know i i tell people that i am not in i have no interest in podium seriously No, know i i'm not and in fact you'll see a bunch of sponsors that actually came together uh, Mm -hmm. of uh, that sport of our you know back of my shirt kind of thing in fact you know the shirt that we actually got here was sponsored by one of the local running company and i actually went talk to the owner and said like look I, I don't want money from you guys. I know like, you know, nowadays, everybody wants some kind of cash. I don't want any of that. I just, you know, look, last year when we did it, you guys weren't, weren't involved in it. And and so your social media person actually got a, got a hold of it afterwards. And, you know, I, I want to actually make sure that you guys are in the loop for that because we're literally right in your backyard. They're doing this. He goes, absolutely. What do you need? I said, shirts. He goes, shirts. Show sure <laughs> that, right? Um, spring energy amazing people they just showed up and say you know because they have a vert challenge spring remember during the yep. Uh, yep. pandemic so this this whole vert you know uh, this obsession of with with going crazy verts. it's a it's a thing so rafael and makiko from from spring just like yes what do you, you need and so boom right um <laughs> here's a here's a, a strange one so the running company I actually have a buddy from um Uh, that is a chiropractor. Their, their name of the shop is Mount Tam Sports and Spine. I said, dude, your name, your, your shop has the word Mount Tam in it. This is Mount, it doesn't get any more Mount Tam than this. So they jumped in and they're, Mm. they're, they're supported, but it just all again, intention, right. And people just kind of rally and things come forward to you. And I know I, I sound trippy and, and I'm still feeling all of that. And all of this is still processing and oozing out of me uh, as you can probably, and hopefully you guys can, can, can feel it, but you know, 10 K time, you know, I, I, I'm at like an hour, you know, 10 minute pace. It's, wow. you know, and, and I can crank out like the fastest five K it's like 21 minutes. So I'm not fast, right. I'm not like a, you know, 15 minute, five minute pace runner. I don't have, and I'm no desire of doing that
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: uh, chasing speed for me is a recipe of injury, right? <laughs> you know, like at some point your body's going to break. You know, I like like I said, you know, now my, my knee, my runner knee, I mean, towards the end, it, it, it got 300 miles, 13 days. It wasn't, it wasn't developed. The runner knee wasn't developed during the 13 days. It was there before I come into the 13 days. I manage it for 13 days. I ran 320 miles over 100K avert on it. I'm going to give it time. To completely rest and heal, I'm okay with that. Okay with that, um, and so having having the the resolution, or at least the 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 comfort that I'm not interested in doing chasing. You know, I just so interested in doing me. When I'm 80 years old, I still want to be running and might not be as fast as far, uh, but I still want to be. Ex- out there supporting and doing what i like to do this is this is a passionate project right and and i think that's what what people grasp onto over the last 13 days when we were in the middle of it uh, i mean every morning we have like where's the live track we we we're, where's your pose because we are not seeing the, or the, the the track from yesterday was dead because it's only 24 hours um, so it it, it was it, it was real and and i uh, you know so I, I i've got a couple of races coming up this year uh but two really i have a broken arrow triple crowned in in june and i have trt 100 miles tower trail 100 miles i'm gonna do that as a screw um just as kind of like okay well if i can do this far trt was something that i took took me three years third try before i actually finally got my buckle that was in 2018, 16, 17, 18, three years consecutively, I went back and finally finally, I figured out all the pieces to make it happen in 2018. So it is now almost four years later, five years, four years later, uh, I wanna go back and, and see where I, where I am, right? And I wanna do it. And I remember when I did it the first year, there was actually a moment during that, that race it was a 250-mile loop, and I was still going on my second 50-mile loop. There was somebody else coming back in the dark, and I was with a pacer. I couldn't figure out immediately well, why, that, why there's only one headlamp and not two headlamps. Why doesn't he have a pacer? Mm-hmm. I realized he was doing it solo. He was mm-hmm. doing it screwed. So he was coming back on his second loop already in the dark by himself. And I re- once I realized, came to a realization of what he was doing, Someday I want to do that. <laughs> Someday I want to do that, but it takes time to build up to that, right? Mm-hmm. The, the mental toughness, the, the, the solidarity when you actually are, you know, when you in, in the hole, what, what voice do you need to, to put, what positive reel do you need to put on to get yourself out of the hole, right? When you have nobody, when you don't have a pace or you don't have a crew, you don't, you're not looking forward to another person. You go into an A station, you go into a back and figuring out, you know, when things go wrong, you have to figure it out. So I think I'm better equipped at least to go test myself again. And that's same scenario. And I would love to be able to try and get a buckle as a screw uh, uh, as that exercise. One last piece that I want to, uh, I want to share. And it's, it's, a, it's, a it's, uh it's, it's a, and again, one of those emotional moment in the journey I sent you a little video uh, of the, I call it the teaser. Uh, I put together like literally the day I was up all night, um, put together the little drone footage of what kind of like the mountain kind of give an idea. A lot of people don't actually, you never climbed Tam before, you know, you can see, you can visualize, you can look at all the, you know, GPX file, the animation, and animation, but you have really no appreciation in, in terms of what that last 300 feet of scramble looks like. Yep. So I took a, a buddy of mine, Norman, uh, was my drone pilot. And so we shot some drone footage while I'm climbing so they can actually get a visual of what that looks like. So I piece all that clip together Tuesday night, Thursday was when we start. And so I kind of jam it out to all the family and people like yourself. Um, and then Wednesday was when I was packing out to get to the, the, the base camp and, um, My dad said to me, he goes, hey, good luck. Have fun. Um, I, uh, you know, be safe. And if you don't think that you can actually make it, don't push, you know, and then he gave me a hug and he got really emotional. And that's the second time my dad ever actually got emotional with me, with me personally. I mean, I've seen him, you know, other situations, but the first time was Rio de Lago when I actually crossed the finish line in my hundred miles. And he had came, um, but he didn't really quite know what a hundred mile is. You know, I'm just, uh. so at the time, my crew had, you know, stay at a hotel because he's, you know, in the 70s and like, don't come out and we'll call you 45 minutes, you know, half an hour before he actually about to do at the 50 mile mark. Then you come in, it was like 10 o'clock at night. They showed, I was there. They, they were there when I showed up at 50 mile at cool, cool fire, 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 station. 50 miles right you know 50 miles in my first 100 miles imagine put your put your frame of mind there i'm like ecstatic to see my crew i'm also 50 miles on my feet first time 100 miles Mm -hmm. change my shirt pick up a pacer and i'm into the night i'm gone in like you know three minutes right (laughs) and like So we came all that for this, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) I always feel bad when my family comes out to my events just for that exact reason. Like, I know you drove all this way, two minutes and I'm out.
0: (laughs) Like, wow. Okay. That's, you know, and again, they have no visual of what we do out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to the finish line. They knew I was coming in and 29 hours and 30 minutes. Sure enough, I walked in, and I held it together for hundred miles and I lost my, literally lost my shit like at the finish line, right? Just crying like a baby, fell in my arms with my coach. And it was great. It was, you know, and I still say there's only one first and I was still instantly watching that video again. I would go burst into tears because you only get one first. And, and I always, when I crew somebody when they're doing their first distance, I always want to capture a video for them for nostalgic reasons, because they feel like crap at that moment. They don't remember anything, but if they watch that video again, instantly it goes back to that same spot, right back to it. There's only one first and, and doesn't matter how, how spectacular your next hundred mile or 50 mile or 50 K would be. It will never equal that experience on your first my dad came up to me at the end of that 100 and gave me a hug and he was crying and I was crying and and he said he was proud of me. Come back to that exercise uh, when he was saying goodbye to me, um, he was getting emotional and I didn't understand why until afterwards I was talking to someone else and I realized that he had actually saw the footage, the drone footage that I sent him that morning because i've said it to him through the middle of the night when i was literally off the press and i think it was the first time that he understand the magnitude of what i was doing i remember him asking me like how many people is in this race that you're doing and i said just me (laughs) (laughs) kind of go his mind just didn't compute right right and then and then so I think he finally get to the, came to a realization that when he saw the video that I was just like a little ant crawling up the hill, and I'm not doing that one time, but I'm doing that 40 times. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, why he got a little emotional, and he came to my finish. That was nice. That was, that was very special
1: yeah he's crying because his son is insane he goes oh my son's nuts what am i gonna do with this guy
0: <laughs> we had lunch we had lunch after the event and i showed him my my uh my garmin like my garmin connect and i said this is the mileage and he was like it's at 385 i thought you were only doing 300 I I arrows in there but still he he looked at that and he looked at me He looked at that and he goes like it's 385 like <laughs> That's almost 400. <laughs> He's a number guy, right? And then he looked at the time; it was 288 hours and 26 minutes, or something like that. And he just go like, "What?" <laughs> he, he just like it. Just you can see his his gear cranking, and it just didn't compute.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that was that was, a, that was a fun moment with my dad.
1: How did you guys end up with my good, my man, Dino, on the very last lap? Oh, uh, have you always oh. been friends
0: with him or is oh this a new God. friendship? Thank you. Thank you. So Dean and I met when I was coaching for Human uh, training and various organizations, you know, marathon, row marathons and so on and so forth. And of course, Dean has always been a local ambassador in the area. He and I actually worked on a project. Uh, he actually called a favor last year in November Hey, he was this, he was the ambassador for an event called uh, Golden Gate Classic Hunter K, and and it was a Spartan Trail event. Spartan Trail was just trying to get into the Bay Area uh, for their uh, World Championship Series and trying to have a signature bridge race. Anyways, uh, I helped him out, you know, and and that event went off great. And he and I was actually talking about like he is exchanging email and saying, "Hey, buddy." Let's go run, let's go, because I live in Marin. So he, he said, let's go, let's go for a run on Mount Tam sometime. I know you do that a lot. And I said, and our, that was November, 2021. And our schedule never met, never actually jived, right? So in the middle of my 300, and, and it was totally unplanned. And I uh, explained why. I think I was day four and five. I'm just kind of like, I, I woke up from a nap and I say, hey, I'm just going to email them. I didn't even tell my chief. I, I I just roll him and I say, "Hey, Dean, remember you wanted to go around the mountain? I'm going to be here for a couple of days, so you want to come join me, right?" Set it off, nothing, never hurrying anything back, anything like that. And uh, and I mentioned it to 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 Kendall, my crew chief, and he goes. And then a few days later, he goes, "Hey, you want me to follow up with Dean to see if he still want to come? Because he'll he'll be a really good morale booster for you." And yada yada yada. I'm a, and here's the here's another one of those that. Don't buck it and let it, let the universe come to you. Right. Mm. I said to him, I said to my, uh, I, I said to Kendall, I said, no, leave it. If he actually uh, interested, he will. And, and he'll find it. Two days before Monday, I finished on Tuesday, Monday, I got an email or uh, Kendall. He replied directly to Kendall. Was that I'm sorry to late to the game. Where do you need me? He said, would be amazing. If you can actually run a lab on Tuesday, He had two investors flying in from Portland on Tuesday morning. He rearranged that so that he can come run me in and then go meet with them. How's that? How's that for you let the universe come back to you and not push? Like if I chase him and nag him, it might be a different outcome, right? I did nothing. I put it out there and I just kind of like, I never, I'd even follow up with it. And Mm -hmm. it came back better and bigger and, and sweeter. Yeah, right. and, and having him walk me up that hill the last last lap, it was it was amazing. I mean, he, we we had great chat. And he was asking me like, "What are you eating? How much calories are you burning?" And we were just like geeking out on because he does crazy stuff like this all the sure. time. He ran yeah. across the country multiple times, so yeah. Yeah. you know we were just comparing notes. It's like, dude, I am really not as like rock star as you are. <laughs> you know, I'm just. I'm just out here trying doing something nuts, you know and and he goes nah, yeah i don 't think average Joe go up forty times on so, ten, you know whatever.
1: <laughs> and for anyone listening, and I guess i didn 't even mention this we 're talking about Dean Karnazes, author of ultramarathon man um, that was the the original inspiration for myself and probably about half of my podcast guests, how we came into ultra marathons we uh, most people did not know what ultra marathons were marathon was the longest distance until we read this book about this crazy guy called ultra marathon man by Dean Karnazes. And uh, Michael was lucky enough to, to get his last lap with the man, the myth the legend.
0: Right. I mean, how's that for serendipity? I mean, <sighs> uh, kidding. I mean it, 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 that's the bowl. That's the, that's the, that's the bowl on the top of the package. Right. <laughs> and, and like, it, it was incredible. And then, and then seeing my, my crew, the, so many people came back. So many people from my team and training days when I, when I trained for my first marathon that was following my social media came out just like, just let's go see him finish. That was the idea. And they drove all the way from Walnut Creek to Marin just to show up for me. And it was just like, wow. And then not expecting them and to see them there,
1: it's even better.
0: It's even sweeter. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I am gushing and I'm oozing and, and this is truly genuine of what I'm what I'm flowing out of me. So mm-hmm. can't tell you how, how amazing this, this journey has been.
1: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story, man. Um, what have you learned about yourself? I mean, the 200 was Epic and we had a long conversation about that and I loved every second of it, but now you've gone even further. And, and like I said earlier, talking to you, you seem like, like you somehow leveled up or something. So uh, what have you learned about yourself? And, um, yeah, like, you know, this journey was humongous. Like what's come of it and how has it changed your life?
0: I, I don't think I, I, I can fully come to terms in terms of what the evolution or changes it is. I mean, I'm still unpacking and processing, and like I said, I'm in the middle of Shivasana and I'm just start crying. Right? Yeah, That's a good thing.
2: Yeah.
0: And but I think the biggest lesson I think in the middle of it all was um, staying in the moment. There was it, it was interesting because I have. 40 laps, 39 laps, right? Every lap, I have different people and everybody came with one common goal is to help, right? Is to support. But different people have different dynamics, different energy. And, and it was interesting to see how I leveraged off of that. Meaning I have folks that actually were saying, I don't want to burn you with my whatever trouble that I'm having, I'm like, please. Yeah, it's a distraction, please. <laughs> this rock, I know exactly it's going to be my left foot before a quarter mile to the top, to the next turn. So you are helping me by flowing and infusing with different, the variants of this journey, right? But I, so much of this is, and I say, staying in a, in, in the present, in the, in the in this moment, I can't worry about what's ahead. If I worry about what's ahead, the forty laps, the the thirty laps still left over. You know, when I'm, when I'm lap one, there's still thirty nine more. You know, looking down that barrel, it's like, oh my god, there's still ten more. It's eighty miles, another twenty five thousand feet. You can't go there. Stuff that I can't manage. I can't. I have no control over. Whether Dean is going to show up, whether you know the rain and all of that, I have no control over that. Everything else behind me, like literally, is one day, one lap, right? Once we finish to the the day, in day one, lap three, I have a gentleman that actually came and say, "Oh my God, I just did one lap with you, and I'm tired. And this is your lap three, and you still got thirty seven more." And I said to him. I appreciate the sentiment, but I can't go there. I cannot go there. I cannot allow myself to go there because the moment you let you go there, you lose. Or you, you are now playing, giving attention to the wrong message, mm-hmm. right? I have to focus on, you know what? I only have one more lap for the day. And once I'm done today, I start over tomorrow. And I focus on the lap that I'm on the 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 mile I'm on the step I'm on, that's it. Mm-hmm. And and so having that presence of mind was the most powerful tool that I've learned. I walked away from this, and and the second lessons, if kind of like take on to what I did on my first 200. My first 200 was I was super anal. I was the crew chief. I was always the the planner, the the caretaker, the caregiver, and and. And I was, it was hard for me to turn on, fall back to my crew. Second two hundred in September last year, I learned better of how to actually leverage that. This time I fall full in. I, I was all in without having any kind of like, you guys, I'm I'm leaving it to you, and and, crew chief Kendall. I mean, we we move into that that house on wednesday he and i walked out together the tuesday after and he never left he he was there he was the first person i see in the morning first person that last person i see at night and every lap and and you know i i don't think if he wasn't there to to do do interference of anything else that actually I had to deal with people that actually coming in and out of all of that. I mean, I created a system. So like there was a sign up page on a website. So people had, can, can do all of that manually without having him to take notes and deal, deal with that. But outside of that, I fall back on all of that and I owned the race to him and the crew. I mean, it was, it was, but be able to let go, and be flexible and just say sure you know you know give me two choice, i'll i'll pick one right and and be okay with that and he's actually really good at that he'll say here are the options don't give me four give me two i'll pick one and then we we'll go from there right and it makes his job easier makes my job easier knowing that he and i have that trust and the fact that we've gone through three large events together it, 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 there's a certain level of comfort right Uh, He knows how to actually handle me in in like, you know, and we never actually get it. I mean, there's, there's a couple of scenarios that we kind of go like, all right. And then he, he said to me, we're both stressed, right? He goes like, you're stressed. I'm stressed, different, different on different things. Came back and I, I gave him a big hug and I say, I'm sorry. You know, we both have a stressful one. He goes, you and I are good. You and I are good. Not on my watch. That is what I say to my runners when I'm actually on, on, on duty for them, right? When I crew people, it doesn't matter. You can, you can yell the most obscene and, and cruelest thing to me. it, it Bounce off because you're your moment. Mm-hmm. My job is to get you to the finish. That's what he did for me. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, mm-hmm. And so having people like that mm-hmm. in your corner, God, you can do anything. Seriously. Anything.
1: Yeah. I've been jotting a couple of things down here and I just want to recap a couple of things that you've said throughout our conversation. And you mentioned these as being like keys to you getting this thing done. Um, so we've got power of intention, staying present and staying in the moment, surrender, gratitude. Um, and you even mentioned controlling your thoughts And when you're talking about all your friends and the people that were out there, I can hear love emanating from your voice and coming from you. I mean, this is like spirituality 101 or Buddhism 101, or, you know, I'm someone who believes in a higher power or God. And it seems like you had what was the equivalent of a a, a spiritual journey out there, like, like um, Moses coming off the mountain and his hair's all white and everything's different.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, I I... do you I, I don't know what I, I you know, it, it was something that I actually actively seeked out. I mean, it was, it 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 was. It was a perfect storm, right? I mean, we have all the right pieces. It was, it was something. It was a monumental task, yes. that for one, right? People can see the difficult challenge of, of it. I mean, I, I. There's plenty of runners that are actually around the area. It was so funny. I ran into a, 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 a friend of mine. Hey, I thought you were doing, when well, we're doing up and downs. He goes, I thought you were doing, you thought you are training for a 300. I go, I am in the 300 right now as we speak. And, and so people <laughs> actually kind of go like, oh my God. And the next day I ran into him again. He goes, you're still doing this. I'm like, yeah, well, it's not done yet. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it truly, if, if it actually hasn't, it opened a new page in my book. Right to to see things differently, sure. And and I'm glad you are able to mirror that back to me. That hey, from the last year when we talk about this time last year versus this experience, it was an exponential wow experience that 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 that, that you are yeah. actually feeling. Um, so that's that's truly an emanation of what what really actually I'm feeling inside. Um, but I mean, I, I again, I, I I'm not. you know i'm not a religious person but i do believe in this intangible you know i I always i always tell people that i have really good parking karma and and i say that because i say i can actually tell you that i would park within one or two cars in front of where we need to go he goes like how do you do that every time i'm like because if you believe you have a spot even though you might not have yes. it the first time, you go around a block, come back, that spot opens up. Every time, every time.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, every time. Way- and that's the perfect way to practice manifestation is to do the parking lot trick. Like, yeah, I'm looking for a a close spot. You know, we're going to we're going to target. We're looking for a close spot. And sure enough, there's a spot. And like you said, it happens every time. And the more you practice it, the more it happens. Um, I've got a friend who is really into the whole woo woo manifesting thing. And, and she said that she started practicing seeing heart shaped rocks while she was on the trail. And the more she practiced it, the more she saw. And all of a sudden, every single hike and run she went on, she's taking pictures of these heart-shaped rocks just because that's what she's, her brain's looking for. And it's a and practice.
0: It's, and it sounds like you're just getting better at this. Heart-shaped rockets actually something that I look for all the time, especially on long, mm-hmm. long self support trails because it gives you something to, to distract your mind. And is a good thing, right? Yeah. And it's a rare thing. And in fact, there, I I was actually with uh, a friend of mine, I can't remember where we were, it was on a, uh, uh, anyways, it was on a run. She goes, look, it's a heart shaped rock. And I found an other one that is a tiny one that we can actually we're putting right next to each other, like two, in the same spot. She was taking photo I'm like, there's another one. It stuff like that it's i know it's sounds like you know frou-frou or whatever but until you experience it and and it makes me want to reach out and do more right to experience it more and and that's that really is what i what i was saying is that if i can empower or actually share what i feel with someone else they don't have to go through the same magnitude but in some fact, fr- fraction of it, they can, other people can experience this. It's better for everybody. You know, it's, it's, it, it makes you a happier person. Uh, it, it makes, it makes your vision of how you look at things that are impossible. You, you, it's a frame of mind. So much of that is attitude and a frame of mind, right? And if you change that and reframe it and, and take away from, it's not 10 miles, it's single digits, I am this much closer to the finish, right? I am now halfway, I'm counting down to the finish, right? I'm only doing four miles to the next A station as opposed to 40 miles, as opposed to 80 more miles and 10 more summits. You know, it's it, it just just changing so many times. And, 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 and I, I know here's another another piece that actually was something that I actually practiced and uh, I started in the 200 and I really honed in on this one was visualizing what the finish line looked like. And so many times I will be in front of the group, right? Because people always like say, Oh my God, you're, you're leading. So we, we will follow you. Like I said, Hey, you're pacing me, go and, you know, go in front of me and be, no, 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 We want to be in f- behind you so we can see it. I feel so force gump, right. You know, Wait, he's gonna say something, you know. <laughs> but you know that scene, right? He goes, I think he's gonna say something. I'm tired. Of course, yeah. I want to go home. Uh, no, that was.
1: I think I'm <laughs> oh, gonna go home now.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> takes a runner to actually get that. So many times I'm in front of the pack. Tears were coming down my face, and they—they they don't know it, no, right? I'm having visuals of. Mm-hmm people that actually back there doing stuff for me, right? What the finish line looked like. And I call it the positive reel, uh, as opposed to thinking how hard this step is. Sometimes if I would a space or if I have to, to fade, I fade to that. So by seeing what that finish looked like, me running down the, the last, you know, two blocks down to the finish. And, and seeing the joy and seeing myself in a third-person view of what that looks like, it's so powerful. It's so powerful to keep you moving that it's emotional, but it also, it's 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 one of these things that actually put you in a booster mode to chart. A couple of times that I have had people that pace me, it's like I would, I would drop them like a, a half a mile to a mile because I just kind of put my music on and I just move and and. They kind of go like, how the hell did he actually just cranking up the hill and they're on lab one, right? And, and it's just one of those things that when, mm-hmm. when you feel good, you go, and some of that feel good comes from inside and what you put in your head that actually motivate and give you different power to keep, to keep driving through the dark moments. So I love to – I'm really looking forward to TRT this, this, uh, this July, to see to practice some of that on my own and and when when things go dark what do i need to do to get out of then how would i actually feel at the end of that hundred Mm -hmm.
1: would you ever come back to tam and go further
0: yeah! oh wow somebody actually sorry that was two-part question so Somebody actually said to me, I I saw at AR fifty this past weekend. He goes, Mount Tam. I go, Yeah. I said, If you want to see it, I'll take you. He goes, Really? You want to go back there already? I'm like, It's my mountain. (laughs) I would go. I would take anybody. In fact, there's a lot of people that couldn't make it during this uh, this uh, time when I was out there. And I I I said to them, uh, I said to them, I said to them, if you if you want to come back, I will take. And, and this is an open, open invitation, anybody, any skills. If you are, if it's going to be a, an hour, a mile, that's okay. It's a different experience for me. Right. And if it's take an hour, we'll take an hour to do a mile and take as many breaks. And I will invite anybody that wants to go drop me a note. I will take you. I am happy to take you and give you the full experience of what Mount Tam is all about. Um, whether I would go back and do like a 400 or a 500, I don't know. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's time to try something else. Um, and, and it's a big number. I, I I've, I've put a mark on there. And, and I think somebody, asked, somebody actually asked me like, are you going to go FKT and register and all that? You know, maybe. But it's not why I did what I did. It's, what I did was just to accomplish, mm. set a goal and, and see if I can do it. I did it. That's all that matter. I don't need a buckle to remind me of that. Mm-hmm. I I know that I did that. That's that's yep. more than more than enough. And I will always have that with me. And everybody else who have that I, that this story has touched will always remember. There's a one crazy guy that did 40 laps on on camp. That's good mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, that's good enough. Nobody's gonna ask how long it take him, like how many hours, what pace he was running. Just we just did it. That's it. That's all that. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. And I, I was I was talking to some some guys, and they say somebody's already talking about doing like forty laps up on Mission Peak. I go like right on. I'm going to go crew them. I'm going to go crew and PESA. because I think if I have actually just yeah. inspired someone else mm-hmm. to go, just be as crazy as I am, I need to be responsible enough to go support them. <laughs> you know, um, so that, that, <laughs> that, that that's more than. And and maybe I'll who knows it'll be the next project we'd be doing something crazier or something challenging more challenging but um, that's always the what's next right uh, and and there's always the yeah. Yeah. but but I I say I said it to in the interview with Garvin uh, with NBC I said the more times that you push the envelope of what you think is impossible the next impossible look less impossible right? Because you now know mm-hmm. that you have certain tools totally. and you have certain confidence that if I were able to do that, you go look for a bigger mark to see, you know, and mm-hmm. the whole point of doing something challenging is that there's a, there's a, there's a risk, there's a chance that you will fail, right? And failing is okay. Failing is okay. Even if I, you know, I, and, and somebody asked me and, and I, I said to my crew, I said, if for whatever reason, during this forty laps, something goes awry where I would jeopardize my health or the risk of the safety of the crew. We stop. That was that was from the get go. Yeah. So it was not. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, yes, yeah. it's a crazy, crazy yeah. feat, but at the end of the day, it will still be there. I can come back. Right. right? There's no need to turn on dudes. Right. So if it's gonna risk me breaking something and at long-term injury that's not worth it to me and and, it's, mm-hmm. and that's not the point of what i'm trying to do so yeah. yeah so the mix whatever it is has to fit into that category and who knows but if i can inspire some one person to go out and do something whether that's something it's not 300 miles but 5k or a mile or whatever my job is done you know it, totally yeah You know, so it's a positive message. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, this has been a a real trip for me to sit here and, and listen to your, your journey, your story. Um, I knew it was going to be a good one. And I think that people are really going to dig it. Um, would you want to give shout outs? Uh, you meant, I mean, this was a, a group effort. You had a lot of people that came out and maybe too many people to list them all. But um, it, do you want to give shout outs to, I don't know, sponsors, buddies, friends, crew?
0: The, the sponsor has been amazing. Uh, and, and there are, there are people like victory sports design that actually, and, and spring energy that was there from the very get go that, that they believe elevated legs that they, they supported us from, from the very, very beginning when I was doing my 200, when, you know, it wasn't even as big as a, of, of an untasking, but my crew, my crew chief, you know, Kendall young, Cindy young, um, Norman, Sapodella, and, 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 uh, Bruce, Nguyen, Carla, uh, you guys, you guys were my rock. You guys kept me together, kept my mind in the game the entire way. And then the, the overwhelming of kindness from strangers that showed up. I had people that actually came back from, that I coached five years ago, that they saw this thing and say, coach, I'm going to come run a lap and they do a, a night lap with me. I had people that drove up, that only ran once and, and they run so twice. And then they saw this, they drove two and a half hours, Gloria, and, and, and came, came from Gilroy uh, three times to show up. And it, the, the most reward, rewarding thing is like, you know, okay. I think it was like, I don't know, like day 10 or whatever. In the afternoon, there was two slots a morning and the afternoon that there was no sign up. The next morning I woke up, they were all filled. Somebody saw, uh, Isabel uh, was one that actually say, I had to do an eight mile run. So instead of actually running at home, I just said, hey, since you, since you didn't have it. And we had a glorious morning sunrise. I mean, so she got away, she walked away with better than just an eight mile run, but it was a beautiful sunrise in, in addition to that. So stories like that was just full. I, I went back and I finally posted the photos to my Strava. And I, rec- I realized that I was able to take a group photo at the summit with every group that actually was with me. That actually paced me to the top. I had a wow. photo of everybody. So I actually made sure that every one of those are in my, in my Strava clothes. So that's 39
1: different pictures we're talking about. Forty. You, well, you said you went by yourself on one of those
0: laps, but I still take, took a photo of oh, yourself. And okay. Way. Got it. Yeah. But, yep. but that one, that one solo trip though, uh, it, it was it was something else. I, I cried a lot. Um, yeah,
1: I uh, bet you that was a special trip.
0: That was a special trip. That was a morning sunrise. And I was talking to a friend about she was having some issues with her dad. And I was saying that, you know, you you really should take time to make peace with your dad while he's around. He's 90s. And, and I said, you know, he ain't going to change. So one of you have to turn on shift and and you might not have a chance if you don't. And so in doing so, after we hung up, it made me thought about my relationship with my father and it becomes a, a bit of a waterworks. But it was so much of, I mean, I, I have had so many times that I experienced this where when you, when there's something in you, you go, the, go up the mountain and you see the scenery or a sunrise, it cleanses you.
2: You mm-hmm.
0: leave all that behind in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you come off, a new person, a new a different person. And, and really, so this has been 40 times up and down, up and down of that rinse and repeat process. So when you say, Hey, you feel like a different person on the, on the, on on now from the beginning of that 300 to where I am now. Amen. I I can't tell you more. Uh, I can't say more to that.
1: That's it. I mean, I can't think of a better way to wrap this up, Michael. That was beautiful right there. Dude, thank you for coming back on and sharing this with us. Um, Congratulations, man. It's just a beautiful just a beautiful full circle journey, man. So I'm, I'm really, really happy for you. And of course I can't wait to see what's next, but <laughs> soak this up, man, just sit in this for a minute, soak it up. I know that the emotions are still there and uh, yeah, dude, I mean, I love hearing about it. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. And um, it
0: was a you're treat- welcome <laughs>
1: back in the show anytime, dude.
0: Thank you. It was a treat to have you actually at the beginning of the 200 and, and, and see me through that transformation to where I am now. Yeah. Uh, you and I, that's a full circle as well. So, yes, it's, it's, yes. Retreat. Thank you.
1: And the journey will probably continue.
0: <laughs> yes, cool. I, hope so. I hope so. All right, brother. Thank you. Take Thanks. care
1: of yourself, my man. you as well. So good talking to you. Likewise. We'll talk soon. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we are doing at Big Things Crewing, or you enjoy the podcast, please consider donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash do big things is where you can drop a dollar in the hat. So to speak, I'd like to thank our loyal Patreon subscribers without you guys. This isn't possible. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to thank our sponsors. First of all, Exoskin, their running apparel keeps you comfortable in absolutely any condition. Say goodbye to chafing and blisters. Check them out, Exoskin.us. Use our discount code, capital BTC, for 15% off. I also want to tell you guys real quick about Bigger Than The Trail. Bigger Than The Trail is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization that is using trail running as a platform to advocate for mental health. If you've ever thought about getting therapy but aren't in the position where you can afford it or you don't have insurance, Bigger Than The Trail offers you free therapy for three months. Yes, you got it. I said it. You heard it right. I couldn't love what these guys are doing more. I signed up for it. It was quick. It was easy. Within 48 hours, I had a a therapist that met all my pre-requirements. It was all matched up with me and met my personal criteria. And I met with her every week for, I don't know, a couple months. And, uh, you know, I, I, I met with her until I felt a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm trying this thing. You guys should try this thing and you know, we can all do it together. Look up bigger than the trail, sign up for the services and let's do the small things in life that eventually lead us to doing the big things. Let them know we sent you. Also, we want to thank alter ego running. They make premium performance hats. Everyone needs a good lid or two when you're out running on an epic adventure Uh, These hats should be your go-to on everyday runs, epic adventures, and just cruising around town. Check out Alter Ego Running, use our promo code, capital, all caps, do big things, and that's for 20% off. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer in the market. Check out athleticbrewing.com and use my discount code, McRobertsA20 all caps, for 20% off the finest non-alcoholic beer around. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember, guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.